Are you a rock band or solo musician looking for representation and a way to secure shows? Well, our new sponsor, Cranial Nerve Records, can help. This organization has been fundamental in securing live shows for the podcast, and we couldn't be more grateful for them. Reach out to them for bookings via email at cranialnerverecords at gmail.com. Trying to find your next spot for a show or event? Look no further because Starbucks Productions is here to help. If you're looking for a solid team of people to get you started with your next performance or event, this is the company to contact. They're always busy and in motion behind the scenes in the Midwest and have plenty of shows lined up. So, what the fuck are you waiting for? Head over to Starbucks Productions' Facebook page for all of your needs today. Guerrilla Graphics Design Agency, by far one of my favorite design and film media companies in the Midwest. Uh... They can provide you top-tier effects and production value. They have everything you can ask for, including professional equipment, a stellar product from top to bottom. You guys know how much I love them. You hear it every week. What more do I need to say? Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Guys, listen to the Cowstars podcast. As always, I'm your host, Colin McCowster. Joined today by very, very special guest, Eli Fox of his company, Eli LLC. Is that correct? Yeah. How you doing, man? Yo, I'm 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 blessed. I'm I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. We met of I think it was probably two, three years ago by now. Um, DK was doing a shoot. Mm. And I think that might have been the day I met him too. Cause I knew I knew Pac-Man. Okay, you knew Pac Man. Okay, yeah, like okay. he was the guy that brought me in. Yeah, and I met um, that dude Biggs. Yeah, um, his I can't remember or Ti. I can't remember what his brother's name is. But yeah, I met all them. Yeah, yeah. Was that at um, Midwest Matthew? Yep. That yeah, that spot. Okay. Yep. Yep. No, that was a dope. Yeah, that was a dope venue, dope vibe. Yeah, it really was. That was like one of my first. I I feel like that was one of my first like true dives into like oh this is like what the scene is and a lot i mean a lot of people that i met that day you know i've continued you you know dk etc like have continued to keep doing their craft so it was a really mm-hmm. special excuse me it's a really special experience to be in that so i'm glad to have you on today man thank this you for having awesome. me this is this is amazing um yeah this is this is great it's like kind of a, a different scene like i'm on your pocket you know usually i'm kind of the one setting up the camera it's 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 fun to kind of kind of walk into set yeah well and that's another reason why i'm really excited to do this pod is you know we're both involved in video and media and you know i'm sure we'll have a bunch to talk about uh let me ask you first uh what got you started in all this like you know your llc like you know take me through that journey yeah actually um it's funny because i didn't even the llc came a little bit later okay the business started before I got the LLC, like I had to kind of build the business mm-hmm. into the LLC because I didn't know about the LLC. You know, it was like I didn't know that I could, you know, have a uh, I, I could be my own entity, you know, like have a business. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of doing it freely. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I feel like a, a lot of artists kind of do that way. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think if you really want to make it, like if, if you go into art with like that mindset where like oh, I'm going to make money, like almost never make it you have to have that passion mm. true yeah i realize that the art needs like the business and the art have to coexist mm-hmm. if if you want it to kind of keep going i guess i don't know yeah exactly so how long have you been doing this then 
Um, let's see. Like the video? Yeah. Or yeah. just like kind of the art in general? Well, I, I, I guess both. I mean, well, how long have you been doing art? And then like when did you transition to, you know, more video type of stuff? Yeah. Um. Well, I guess I've... I've kind of been inspired. Like both my parents are artists. Okay. So, like, I kind of just grew up watching artists. Okay. Be in their craft and then kind of grow my own. Okay. Like what do they do? Um, my dad he he's he's involved in uh, like music, and uh, my mom she's she does like the cosmetology thing, you know, oh. hair, beauty, makeup, oh, okay. all that, you know, okay. all the all the all the all that. So yeah. that whole world. So who made more money? Oh, who made more money? <laughs> Whoa. Well, it, you know, it's crazy because, um, you know, are you talking about my parents? Yeah. Okay, so both my parents, like, they do very well for themselves. Like, they're very intelligent people. Awesome, awesome. And um, I... Because I can I imagine the hair might be a little more steady of an income. I, I'm I'm kind of talking shit a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be honest. I'm We're all kind of spitting each other, like, different game here and there. Like, sure, sure. they teach me stuff. I teach them stuff. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. It's... Shoot. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. Yeah, I That's don't just, really even like. You know, like the classic, like, you know, like someone that doing is, you know, doing the hair, they have like that nine to five, whereas the artist, you know, they're painting and they're like, okay, I hope I can sell this for a, a grand or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, with art, you know, it, it becomes like this, you know, this thing that you create, but it's also something you have to detach from to kind of let it go. So I think that's the, that's kind of like the biggest form of wealth i think mm. when it comes to like the art with my like with my fam like it's always been about letting the art go that's been kind oh, of like yeah. the priceless commodity that comes with you know creating i guess oh well i mean yeah that's instrumental mm. to being a professional artist i mean and i'm sure you can relate to this being a video guy you know i mean you know a lot of people have the they have the problem where they're like uh you know they don't know when it ends but, you know, you have that deadline and it's like, oh, well, that's the end, right? And then mm. you have to kind of just, like, move on from it, mm. you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Even when it's done or the deadline, you still kind of like, hmm, there's maybe a couple things I could have sure. changed or whatever. Sure. But I mean, I mean, look, when we do, like, two episodes a week, I'm like, I can't tell you how many times where I watch back, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman, you made a fucking idiot out of yourself that one, man. It happens it does it really does um i think that's kind of how you kind of get better is you kind of oh yeah to sure let it go just you just have to let it go i guess sometimes oh yeah for sure even if it's bad if it's good bad ugly like just let it go well and and everyone when they're starting has bad shit i mean you can even take stanley kubrick you know, well i <sighs> He's actually probably one of the only few people that didn't really, you know, because when he was like taking photos as like a seven, eight year old, and mm. like, he was like selling photography as like a kid mm. to like he he literally had that vision. From, vision so that's yeah. a bad example, mm. but like you know, almost almost everyone uh, when they start, it's shit. You know, that's just how it is. You have to get over that bump. Yeah, you're exploring your art. It's 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 kind of like an art artist therapy, really. Yeah, you know, they're like at a at a young young age you might have a different psychology even as when you're an adult and maybe have different traumas from kid to adult you know sure. like that you can are able to express through your art sure I don't, know. I don't know well yeah i mean that combined with like you know like i said like the professional aspect of artists like you have you know if you want to make money from it mm. you have to be able to market it in a way you have to you know you have to do some kind of marketing you have to be able to 
you know realize what works and you know uh and maybe i'm sure you're familiar with this like uh you know there's a big saying killing your darlings Mm. or like you know like your film dies three times like you if you know if you want to do this kind of stuff professionally you have to be willing to just let your vision die and be okay what whatever preconceived notions i had of this uh, i need to cut it off and i just need to work with what i have right now yeah i know and you know being a dmac and doing the video production thing i think that's a key lesson that i've learned personally is like yeah you really and you know the podcast has facilitated that facilitated that too like just cutting it off i'm done move on future that's the that's Mm. the important lesson Mm. to learn you know Mm. yeah no that's that's valuable wisdom Especially when it comes to yeah, being well, able we to try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. It's man, <laughs> for real. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so y- you were saying before that you had a podcast, and we were kind of talking about it off camera. What's uh, what, what what's behind that? What's next, DSM? If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, it's amazing. It's growing. We're getting new business owners, different artists, entrepreneurs. Um, hell yeah, on it. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out uh we're getting some pretty interesting people and like business owners at that so they get to talk about their business they get to let us know what's 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 thriving what's not and then like what's next you know basically what's next hell yeah so So, like um in terms of like business entrepreneurs like is there a i don't know is there a certain type of business that comes on is it really a little bit of everything like what kind of you know what kind of different things you got going on or pe- people coming through yeah um so i mean we, we've had anywhere from uh sifts and sprinkles um you know a uh cake and and dessert decorator mm. to like um uh, you know we've had uh, you know our friends at dispensary they were on the show oh you, you should link me up with them i've been wanting to get in contact with them for some type of stuff like that yeah i really like what they do yeah it's, it's awesome they're they're really um they're really making a, a nice movement in Des Moines, and um yeah they're leading the charge in the you know that yeah obviously it's not legal yet but that you mm. know I when it becomes if when it becomes legalized they're gonna be the first ones to fucking you know put that shit up right yeah, I really love what they're doing right they got some uh True. I've been sorry not to deviate but I I seen that they have some legal mushrooms have mm. you seen that damn. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I I haven't heard anything <laughs> like that. Um, was it like poison? You die? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, no. But I mean, I just I can't imagine because like I'm not a big mushroom guy personally. I don't fuck with all that. But mm. like, I, I I'm curious to kind of see like what a legal mushroom thing is. You know, what that's mm. like. Hmm. If the government's involved, it's probably <laughs> yeah, it's probably regulated <laughs> some way. Some oh way. yeah, it's know. hella regulated, dude. And I, the more regulated, the probably better. Yeah, for you. I don't know. Maybe we can't even get Delta Eight, bro. That's all. Fucking. <laughs> we have mm. Delta. We have HHC Delta Nine, and that's it. Mm. Like so, there's a. I think there's a loop. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but there's a loophole where like they can give you free Delta Eight samples, and that's perfectly legal because there's no money exchange interesting but um but yeah i mean in terms of like being able to i mean that was a while ago so maybe that's not the case anymore but like um being able to yeah like it, it, like not even delta eight bro i remember i was trapped in florida in orlando and i couldn't get weed and so i went to go get delta eight and i was like this stuff sucks and like, <laughs> you can't even smoke that you're like come on man God. 
<laughs> dude and it's like yeah you can get anywhere which is it's that's a little frightening if you can just get anywhere like delta eight you i i feel like i've seen it in a gas station oh yeah oh yeah for can sure. you get it in a gas station yeah well i mean it's it's like kratom you know you can just mm. they, i'm sure they you know I, I know that they have like the edibles for that shit too so yeah yeah that that is kind of a weird kind of a weird aspect to that mm-hmm. i don't know i guess it depends i, I mean this is kind of good i don't know i don't want to get political but like um like be like you know if you are a um someone looking for business or you know looking to buy something from business mm-hmm. um you know just you know figure out who you're buying from mm-hmm. you know like maybe don't buy delta eight from the shitty gas station that right is like run down you know <laughs> right <laughs> Well, and at least check the back of it. God damn. Right. Like, everything right. has ingredients. So, like, what is that shit made of? I've never heard of that. Okay. Yeah. If you get in a Ziploc baggie, maybe be a little. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't. I couldn't mess with it. Can you imagine the day when they have like legal cocaine? <laughs> it's probably coming sooner than we know. <laughs> it's probably coming way sooner than we know. You go to Dispensary. They have legal weed, legal mushrooms, legal cocaine. Oh my god! And it's but it's my- not really cocaine. It's like coffee, you know. Oh my god! See, if y'all watching it, you said you saying some shit. I, I like talking with you. It's literally just ground up coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> then they sell it. They're like, this is legal cocaine. It's this- like, it, 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 I just put this in coffee, right? No, oh you snoring. Oh, okay. See that would Des Moines. Yeah, Des they Moines, would be on no, not that company, but like Des Moines in general would be on some shit like that for sure. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn! This just went to the th- yeah. This went a whole different direction. I love it. I love it. Legal acid. It's just paper. Mm. <laughs> no, that, I mean, yeah, <laughs> true. Crazy shit, man. You ever fuck with that? Uh, with what psychedelics? Um, you know. I, I've had my share of, um, uh, of things. I, honestly, yeah, it, it brings me back to myself more mm. importantly. Um, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. To mean to Sorry. That's all I can really talk about that. Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, um, no, it's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've taken LSD several times. Mm. Um, it's actually the reason I quit smoking cigarettes. Mm. um so yeah i mean it, i i find very positive experiences from it obviously you know you should be careful i don't recommend that anyone just like take any drug willy-nilly mm. um but yeah i mean i think uh yeah i mean i think it's a uh, i think everything should be legalized um mm. for sure i think people should be free to do that anyways <laughs> hey hey everybody got the you know i feel that everybody got the thing yeah exactly i got the thing yeah um so so you said you you know you've been doing a lot of video with this let me ask you do you have any like uh in, like you know film or director video influences or anything like that like anything like you know I, yeah i mean everybody has their directors that they like or their films that they like mm-hmm. um you know what's what's kind of some of your stuff in that regard oh so like who do i look up to like who's the yeah, like, like, what, like what kind of directors do you like films etc okay what type of films Ooh, um me I mean, I watched a horror film yesterday, and I was like, "It." T- I love all genres of mu- of movies. I love the style in which, um, you know, the cinematography is done in movies that create the genre. 
because like there's different i don't know for me when i watch movies i people are like people look at me watching movies and it's like no no why, did you see that did you see that scene we gotta run it back y'all missed it because it's like i get i get how much work is put into that to make that shit happen yeah so it's like i respect that i want to see shit over i want to see how they do things i want to dive into that art when i watch movies yeah it's a whole uh it's a whole process for sure like it, just the intricacies of making a film and like really um our teacher was talking to us about our professor was talking to us about uh there's this master class where they take the entire class is they take one scene from a movie mm. and they dissect it like five different times and they're just like these are all different ways we could do it and etc like mm. yeah it, it really is just like a super intricate craft i don't know have you like what kind of media do you do with your vehicle like what kind of stuff are you doing is it more music videos or have you done shorts or What's the extent? I've of that? done just about every type of video I can make. I've I've done feature like hour long features oh, wow. um, with people or with teams. Uh, I've been on actual um, show productions um, from PA work to all the way to directing. I've kind of fulfilled every branch just so I can understand what's needed <laughs> in that yeah, position. Because yeah, yeah. it's like every single position is important. You know, it's like watching football or baseball or even soccer. Everybody has, like, their position. And it's like you're working in this team to kind of either get the goal or, you know, get that guy home or, you know, get the touchdown. Whatever. 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 Um, make the movie, essentially. So, yeah. You got a lot of players from, boot. you know, like you have audio. People watch movies and it's like they don't even realize 50% of it is the audio yeah you know, it's like oh yeah they're just not watching picture they're watching they're watching audio they're feeling audio yeah you can get away with a bad picture but you cannot get away with bad audio like if, if yeah. like, that will literally remove the audience instantly mm -hmm. from the video yeah like if there's like and like that's why they call like it like amateur hour with videos like you, you, you can you can tell immediately when a video is amateur because of the sound right like that's that's honestly like even though like film is visual like that really is most of it is the right. audio people right. really skimp on the audio they don't realize how important that is mm -hmm. true true yeah it's crazy shit um i guess like mm -hmm. from your let me ask you this like from your experiences um mm -hmm. doing this like what's your biggest takeaway or like you know for someone who may be looking into doing something like this like what's your you know what's your biggest takeaway and or biggest piece of advice that you can give yeah i just say um I just say when it comes to finding your own story, let it be a process. If you don't know right away, like build your story, you know, don't always think you have to have your story right away. When you start film or like, you know, you can you can create your story, you know, mm. be your story. Just live in the moment of every scene, whatever, and build your story from that moment that you pick up a camera or do something creative with a camera or video camera or whatever interesting so like so on these so when you're doing this is it, it i mean because i mean i'm sure there's some amount of planning but is there an element of it that really is kind of like free form and like almost freestyle in the way improv with uh, like filming yeah like, yeah okay um no i think the i think the overall like you have to have some type of structure sure. to get something done, but like yeah, definitely. whatever happens, you know, after setting the amount of time you, you have to do for a scene or whatever, blocking or whatever, I think 
in that moment is where the the true creativity comes in because you're just mm, I it's, see. it's pure production you're just you're using what you know to just get something done that was once an idea i see so no, the, ex- like, the execution is where that comes through yes, yes. i see i see yeah i mean because because i was kind of curious to that because i mean there is like um you you know like stanley kubrick again fucking one of a kind no one's ever done it like him but like he your favorite um i once he's one of them yeah he's one of them you know it's funny i i just put together a top 10 list and i was looking through it and i'm like i do not have a single fucking kubrick film in this what the fuck is wrong mm. with me mm. um i don't know i don't know if i really have a favorite i actually know probably tarantino i'd probably say mm. he's, my, he's probably my top um david fincher is also great pta i think paul thomas anderson is probably our generation's kubrick mm. i mean some there will be blood is just a beautiful movie mm. Boogie nights is a beautiful movie mm. um yeah but i mean so anyways kubrick when he was filming clockwork orange he <laughs> they didn't have a script they would they would show up to set he would have the book and he would be like okay today we're doing this page yeah yeah <laughs> that was how they yeah. did the whole movie <laughs> such a good fucking movie and you're like how is this possible wow i don't recommend anybody try that you know (laughs) hey if they do there probably is a lot more creativity in it like yeah if you do you're probably funding it yourself (laughs) because if you went if you went to a production company you're like hey i got this book and yeah i think we're just gonna do it and they'd be like what the fuck (laughs) get this guy out of my office (laughs) get him out nope yeah you know that's another crazy thing about like um and obviously not obviously but this might go a little past like uh, you know what we do but like you know in hollywood like uh, the script process is insane like like uh they they have people they have like a whole team of people that they hire and their job is just to read scripts Mm. and they go through like 200 scripts a week right and literally they they start with the pile and like if there's one thing wrong with the script out Mm-mm. like one one minor minute formatting mm. like if they if they get a script and they can clearly see like they will not even attempt and then through that process they come up with maybe three or four scripts mm. and none of those will probably get made in anything mm. <laughs> that's how that is how cutthroat yeah the industry is it's insane so you gotta be good you gotta, you gotta be, be really fucking good um I, uh, that's the thing. I, I, I went to that, uh, I was telling you, I went to that little retreat, that little, um, you know, creative workshop type of thing. I came away from it like, you know, I don't think I'm going to be a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would do it for fun, but like, I'm not going to like professionally pursue this. It'd be more like a, hey, one off. Hey, let me try that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you definitely have to have a passion for it. I, f- I feel exactly. Um, well, you have to have a lot of confidence too mm-hmm. in the what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you have to be sure that you have an original idea or not even original idea that right. you have an idea that's going to work with what's mm. going on. Mm. You know, true. What, let me ask you this. What, true. Do, what do you think about like uh, like the Marvel superhero films? Are you into that at all? Well, those. OK, so. Yes, I do watch them. Hmm. They're legit. I love I love even the length of them because or like really not a sound we, like I love I love being able to stay in the theater for like an extra hour just to watch a Marvel movie. Damn, I because, think that's the worst part. <laughs> you think? You think so? I can't stand. It. I like so. I really fucked with Deadpool. I fucked with Deadpool a lot because yeah. well, and the reason I fucked with this because it was so anti superhero. Like the mm. whole movie is them making fun of superhero movies. That's why I loved it. 
but no i mean i mm. i quote martin scorsese i think they're like amusement parks they're they're mm. theme park rides you know mm. you think they like okay i don't think i, I mean it's technically a movie but like it like you couldn't compare uh well like you couldn't compare ant-man mm. to uh like a Kubrick film or like a Paul Thomas, like not even remotely. I think if someone made that comparison, I would slap them. Well, see, that's here's, the, here's the thing too: is like <laughs> there's just different budgets, you know. Like, yeah, you have yeah. a different budget with a Marvel movie as opposed to a Kubrick. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, like there's a market. They've really fulfilled finding their market and what they do, and that's that's worked for them. And it's yeah, I yeah. think it's a good way to establish what a production could look like but as i feel like you know it should be able to kind of inspire others to start their own i want to see what they're doing for the communities Mm. you know like how are they helping the local filmmaker Mm. or what type of events are they holding to where you know film festivals what are they Mm. doing what are they doing you know let me know what's what's up yeah well i mean that's another probably unfortunate aspect of the mom movies is they're Mm -hmm. probably not doing that at all (laughs) zero it's like why not man there's so many creative minds out here i agree i agree and you know like and with the whole superhero superhero thing like i like i fuck with batman i really like Mm. spider-man like i i didn't really i wasn't a huge comic book guy growing up i do appreciate the art of it Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part but like i i it just saddens me that they haven't thought up of new superheroes i would mm. be more excited about it if there was like a whole because you know like in the 80s you know like the 80s and 90s it seemed like there were superheroes coming out like all these new you know there was like dark horse comics and mm. like they had a bunch of new stuff and like now it's just the same it's like the avengers and the justice league type of and like nothing has moved on from that mm. Mm. you know I yeah. I would almost I would be more excited if there was somebody that came out and it was like or like you know the crow or somebody like somebody like just took a really like niche like new character and was like oh, okay this is like a this is this is the superhero genre but it's new and different and exciting like mm. I would fuck with that hundred mm. percent. Do you think it's something that you're directing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, if we haven't seen it, hey, look. Maybe. just let me know I'll, I'll show it with the production equipment we Hell yeah. we can get it done man you know it might take a few years but <laughs> the ideas is already put out it feels like true true yeah no i mean i couldn't see myself mm. fucking with that i mean i guess i don't i, I don't know maybe i'm too artsy of a guy and but i do think it could be done it could be done in an artistic way i would like to see like you know i think the batman movies are really mm-hmm. resembled of that um you know the nolan stuff especially like i i mean nolan's just a very artistic and amazing director so yeah I, mean, I think he fucking he did amazing with that i mean batman begins he revitalized i mean the, you have to understand like you know people don't know like batman before batman begins was mm. like um you know it was like the george cooley like where they're they're closing up on the butts and like they had like the weird elastic like like the, the tight fit yeah yep exactly oh, exactly man. and nolan like just completely revamped that and like made it real like i think batman is fucking what year was that movie to 2005 2005 okay yeah so there was like a whole different okay yeah it was a whole it's a whole new thing and then, you know this new batman that came out like people say it's the best i don't think it is but is i got to say it's a fucking great movie mm. i thought th- that was a movie again that redefined batman yeah and the superhero genre mm. Mm. 
you know. But it's kind of interesting because every time Batman seems like eh, this is kind of getting deep, but like every time Batman seems to change the game, mm. it doesn't seem like the rest of it go like the, maybe a little bit, but it doesn't seem like the rest of the superhero genre goes along with it. Mm. Like you know, like the this Batman movie that came out was like really dark and gritty. It was more mm. of like a crime thriller, yeah, which I loved. Mm. But like you know, you see, you still see the Avengers. You know, the Marvel comes out with their oh, here's our ten year plan. Like there's mm. no, you know, there's no dent. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It, it'd be it'd be um it'd be interesting to know like, like for me, I'm always about watching behind the scenes. Like mm, yes. when I watch things and stuff, you talk about movies and stuff. I I watch like behind the scenes. That's majority of what i watch because i love watching the work and the process being done there's a certain energy i feel like you have to have to kind of get that done so when you see it, it's like oh cool um but with batman i feel like is there similar directors on batman that there are on the other avengers movies no i doubt it and if so do they have like a like a director's talk like talking mm. like doing kind of what we're doing right now mm. and just kind of like being able to express what their ideas were going through that i mean they should 100 mm-hmm. percent, definitely um but you know i i wouldn't be surprised if like uh you know because the joker movie came out too which was also a fucking fantastic film um True. and you kind of almost i mean i don't see those two worlds like intertwining necessarily but i think there were a lot of similarities like i feel like batman was probably partially inspired by how the joker was mm. you know i you know it's funny i remember when the joker came out i i was going through my divorce and uh my friend my friend told me like it's a great movie but don't go see it right now and i ignored mm. her and i went <laughs> to mm. go see it anyways but it was a fucking it was a great film yeah i didn't go shoot them all afterwards i was fine you know <laughs> <laughs> it's all good thank goodness yeah. <laughs> there would be no podcast right. see i might have been more famous but <laughs> hmm. famous that's an interesting word <laughs> yeah you probably be famous in a prison or something. Yeah, somewhere else. Uh, Colin McAllister, the great, yeah. the great mall shooter. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember when Valley West Mall just went kaput? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this show gets a little dark. <laughs> no, that that's cool. I can I can vibe with that. I can vibe with it. I can oh, vibe yeah. with it. Um, but going back to the the yeah, idea, sure. you know, about Batman, you know, I think that story in general, I feel, comes from a kind of a darker world you know mm, yeah um you know out, outside of the other ones they kind of have like as i would say different elements you know batman's kind of like the uh mm, you know he just has like his element that he you know yeah. like water rain you know uh uh earth wind you know fire like everyone's kind of got their own element and they kind of represent it in their own way maybe i don't know mm. it kind of a perspective that i grew kind of watching you know hulk he's kind of the green yeah earth you know like I don't know. but here's the brilliant difference between batman and all his characters is batman is human yes. and he's more and therefore he's more relatable mm. and also batman i mean you say mm. what you want about all those superhero movies but they all have a good ending mm. you never i mean i know i didn't see it i know infinity war was kind of like had like a weirder like oh some people died or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm sure overall it still had like a you know a positive ending the bad guy like oh okay spider-man you know five came out let me guess <laughs> there's gonna be a good guy 
and he's gonna beat the bad guy yeah and that's gonna be the end of the movie and it's it happens 99 percent <laughs> yeah so do, do you feel like they should change it oh yeah yeah i mean if they re- if they really wanted to uh um if they really wanted to change the game and actually make an impact in that um genre yeah i mean they mm-hmm. had to change the format you know it's kind of it's um you know similar like i they say like um what we're living through right now is very similar to the 50s where mm-hmm. we had this over saturated abundance of western films and mm. you know great films came out of that but like also kind of the same thing there's the cowboy he chased there's the girl he chases off the indians he gets the girl at the end etc like mm. that's almost every you know and people eventually got sick of that and then in the 60s and 70s we got these really dark gritty films these dark gritty crime films you know gangster films um mm. you know stuff like that like no what you know um like you know toward the end of the 50s like noir kind of had a comeback you know um you know just shit like that like uh and that's that's the beautiful thing about like the audience is the audience really determines that a lot too mm. true no that's it's facts yeah you know it's also kind of funny we were um i was just uh at my girlfriend's dinner or girlfriend's family's dinner mm. and we were kind of talking about like you know uh that was a, the top gun movie i didn't see it the new one um but apparently mm. they were initially going to have china be the bad guy but then they had to they had to change that real quick mm. <laughs> because mm. china is like 75 percent of their fucking like almost all of hollywood makes their money off overseas in china mm. like that's it's a like uh an overwhelming majority of their income comes mm. from china mm. so you can't piss off you know you can't piss off the <laughs> your audience you'll be exactly audience exactly it's nice. crazy man isn't that crazy that an american-based company just seems to purely project to like over it's it's that's kind of an insane concept that wasn't the case 20 30 years ago well and hmm. at least not as much maybe if we're talking hollywood we're talking film so it's like sure yeah it's like you know i i didn't see that there were there were just it was a different time period for a lot of different even countries you yeah. know back then you know yeah so yeah yeah maybe the film fil- the film energy what you know usa you know hollywood um say it people had to come here for the film you know like to create their story i don't know people were sold to get here you know like from other i don't know i don't know yeah exactly let me ask you let me ask you kind of a random question well not random i kind of had this premeditated but like you know i and we don't need to get i don't want to get into specifics necessarily okay um but like um you know because we're both we both work in media what what's your view on like censorship in general like you know let's say you have your baby and they say oh xyz doesn't meet you know our our you know whether it's our political or social um you know whatever we just don't want to have this what are your thoughts on that mm. oh that's a good question um i think it depends on who's asking you sure um if if it's somebody who maybe represents or has media that you know is conflicting with certain ideas i don't know i i feel like the truth does need to be told on on platforms and I, I, to a point if there is too much censorship then what truth is it i guess to a certain point i don't know i i feel like you have to get why censor the truth i don't know to a to a to an extent 
Well, I mean, there there's a very good reason to censor the truth is that um, for you know gain, mm-hmm. you know, like right. uh, financial or political gain. I mean, there's a ve- mm-hmm. there's a very good reason. Uh, you know, it's, I was just thinking about. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the director Tarkovsky. Um, no. Um, see, he's a he was a very good Russian director. He did uh, the movie Stalker. We've ever heard of that. He also did Solaris. Mm. Um, both very very good films um but he i don't remember what the movie's called i think it's called it's some russian name it's about like a it's about like a russian soldier in like the 1300s but like that movie was like heavily censored by the soviet union for like mm. and it didn't come out to like 25 years later because it, you know it depicted the government poorly and you know whatever mm. I, I haven't seen the movie but that's why i understand mm. um so i mean and you know it's actually kind of interesting when so <laughs> Whenever a movie in the U.S., I believe in the U.S., yeah, any movie created in the U.S. that depicts mm-hmm. the military um, gets sent to the military for approval mm. every time. If you have one instance of, like, a soldier, branch, etc., like, the U.S. government needs to approve it or else your movie will not be released. Mm. Interesting. It's crazy, man. Wow. So, Yeah. That that's how you know who controls the <laughs> the 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 film world, you know. Yeah, like, but you know it's a slippery slope too, because like you, you you know you know because you can understand you know things like you know pedophilia or like mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah um you know pe- you know, you know, like pe- you know filming like you know torture or violence of like actually actually being done to people mm. like there are certain things that you can understand hey like yeah motherfuckers can't put this in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, but right. also at the same time, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's a hard, it's a hard line to find. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I think as creators, it's something that everyone should be kind of thinking about and consider. Right, and it, I I feel like if if there is censorship, how could you be creative around that censorship? Like, mm-hmm. in what ways could you tell the story without actually having to? You know, how could you get the point across without having to like damage damage anybody personally? you know sure. like whoever's sure. acting it or whatever you know like well that's just a good mental exercise for anything i think mm-hmm. um you know like, <clears throat> like again in this class like we have this assignment where it's like they're going to give us a script and they're going to give us you know different ways to film it with the same material mm. i think as a filmmaker like <clears throat> that's something you need to be constantly thinking about it's like because yeah i mean you know wh- whether it's from the u.s government or from um, your boss just saying, "Hey, I don't want this in my movie." Mm. You know, you have to be able to find ways to work around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just having conver- more conversation around sure. it. Like, sure, you know, maybe ask the boss, or you know, if if you're the boss, you should be really be being like, "Hey, this is how it's gonna go." Like, you know, if it's if it's my movie, yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, no, you have you have to serve your masters every time. You know, and yeah, so be, being able to yeah really understand the project understand um understand the project and and what the mission is you know sometimes yeah you're not the boss or you are the boss you know depending on where you're at typically you know being the boss you get more decision making (laughs) like and that's that's the role i like taking yeah it's the food chain right Everybody, everybody depending on eat. where you're at you get a bigger bite but know? everybody gotta eat you know yep. everybody gotta eat <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah you know? well hopefully they're, it's not each other 
Yeah. <laughs> we all gotta get the project done. We gotta get the project done. I don't need you eating his head off. Because your idea is better than his. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. right. That's a that's another thing too. Like, uh, have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? Apocalypse Now. Where yeah. can I watch that? Um, you should be able to watch on Netflix. Maybe if not, go buy it, bro. It's like it's one of the it's one of the all time greatest films. Okay, like Walmart um, or Target, like they'll have it. Literally, uh, I mean, in stores, I don't know. I would Amazon. I, I got for sure on Amazon. Yeah. It's, okay, dude, bro. Okay, <laughs> if if you are. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you are in media, you should watch Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse it, Now. Yeah. Is at at the time it was the most expensive movie ever made. It took them like two fucking years to film it. Mm. And like it, it, it's about Vietnam, essentially. They take the they they take this book, um, The Hard Darkness by Joseph Conrad, which mm. um I don't remember because it's a little different, but basically this troop is trying to find this guy and in the movie it's this uh you know this branch this u.s branch trying to find this rogue um uh like officer who's like basically um he's take he's gone deep into vietnam or the congo or whatever and like uh you know the tribe has like considered him his god he's like killing people and all this shit it's this fucking crazy film but uh mm. like they just went through hell trying to make it like they were all contemplating suicide they were all on drugs mm. like the whole time it was just it, like if anything watch the the documentary the hard darkness okay and like uh it just shows like how like how savage that whole film set was and like mm. how crazy it was mm. you know mm. now okay that made me okay so you you mentioned documentaries mm-hmm. you know you have movies whatever whatnot what's what's your input on documentaries and what's like your like what's your favorite documentary my my favorite documentary you know i've never really thought about that a couple that come to mind well i'd say one of my favorites has to be the this is not rated Mm. have you heard that one Mm. it's about the motion picture um um rating associate the mpaa Mm. it's about their process interesting yeah so they do this (laughs) so they make this movie like just kind of breaking down like how ridiculous all the standards are and like how all these films are getting rated by basically like a um like just like it's like a group of like church moms basically Mm. like just like these Mm. and like uh they're like super like they hide the the move in the movie they hire a private investigator to try to find out who these people are and all this shit um i think they end up finding a couple of them but like yeah it's very very hard very very difficult to find mm. and then uh they actually they they put this movie out and the movie itself got an nc-17 rating not because i had any language or nudity or violence but literally mm. just because they talked bad about the mpa <laughs> oh wow so um so like they used an example there's a movie wow. called um there's a movie called boys don't cry or mm. girls don't cry or something and it's about uh it's about like a lesbian like it, it was like a lesbian exploitation not exploitation but like it was a deep it, the character's lesbian and it was like a very at the time it was very like controversial mm. and they gave this movie like an x nc-17 but like compared to mm. yeah, well like and then you know they had other films at the time that had plenty of sex shit but because that was um you know hetero that was okay but like because there was a homo you know they you know homosexing they depicted it as nc-17 so shit like that Mm. and like they it's they have really weird stuff where like they have like the f-bomb counter Mm. um 
there's like certain like uh if you have like a certain amount of like sex pumps or something it has a certain rating just like really weird bizarre shit wow so i said sex pumps yeah like 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 thrusting oh like oh wow (laughs) sorry that was a really weird 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 way to say that but yeah like like just really weird shit like that yeah they have that down to like uh I can just imagine they're like watching these and they have like a checklist, like a grid, and they're just like, all right, one, two. <laughs> wow, they're watching it. Oh yeah. my God. And obviously, you know, in this day and age, it might not be as relevant of a movie, but like, you know, back in like the 2000s, hey, that's you know, a, that shit was pretty. That's a good recommendation. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Um, otherwise, Dear Zachary is a really good one. That one's really fucked up. Um, that's actually probably the only documentary that ever made me cry. Dears, what is it? It's called Dear Zachary. Dear Zachary. It's just a really oh. sad, crazy story. Mm. Um, mm. I also really like, uh, um, fuck, what's it? Uh, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 9-11. Mm. Um, I'm not, mm, that's re- an interesting one. I'm not really a fan of Michael Moore, I won't lie, but I did like that one. You, yeah. I did yeah. really like that one. Um, because, yeah, mm. fuck Bush. <laughs> fuck Bush, fuck, fuck J.D. Like, Man. I, I, I thought he did do a really good job with that. Man, that was a good movie. Yeah. Or a documentary, I should say. Yeah. What about you? Um. Wow. Okay. So, I just watched What Is a Woman recently. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, I've wanted to watch it. I've yeah. wanted to get around to it. Me, yeah. Me and my significant other, we watched it. And it, I'm just going to say it, it started, had a lot, we had a lot of questions to ask each other. Mm. Because as relationship partners you know you have to like you have to know your partner 100 percent. you know yeah. live with it whatever um so yeah it, it just it i think it was a movie that drew a lot of questions to ask whoever you're watching with i guess yeah yeah so it was cool it was a good it was interesting lots of great shots i mean stuff that you could shoot on an iphone yeah <laughs> like <laughs> you, you know like my goodness well that was i mean and I haven't seen it. I, I really fucking I can't believe I still haven't seen that movie because it's it's been the talk of the town forever. But uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the thing that I really appreciate about that movie is like they didn't, from what I understand, they didn't come from it at, from like a <clears throat> like a homophobic or religious standpoint. They literally right. just simply asked a question. That, that like, was it, and simple. that and that was enough to like just break people down. Mm-hmm. And like that in, that in itself is crazy. You know that that's enough to like yeah matt walsh i don't know he has some opinions i don't really agree with uh mm-hmm. like for instance he doesn't approve of gay marriage like at all and i'm like oh, fuck. like that always deters me a we'll see bit. and that's why i think the media does too is they they take one one person's great opinion and then they turn him into someone people should listen to <laughs> you know it's like okay that was a good that was a good documentary but i don't know what he's talking about now like sure i sure. can't be responsible for what he's talking about now yeah well no it requires nuance yeah you know it like and like look like like i was just saying like michael moore like mm. most of his stuff i fucking i can't stand i think he's really egocentric I, he like mm. he he has this constant need to put himself in every single one of his documentaries like a fucking narcissist like mm. dude shut the fuck up um but i i did mm. really like what he did with that like he really like got into the federal government and like dug up all this shit and like really painted like a um you know a more real picture of that whole situation i appreciated that mm-hmm. and then i watched boy for columbine and i couldn't even watch it because i was so fucking <laughs> like it, 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 this is a movie about columbine mm. 
and he spends the first 30 minutes of it talking about the fucking war in the middle east mm. and you're like okay what is this movie about is it about columbine or is it about guns mm. you know mm. that's another thing deep yeah like knowing knowing what your movie's about i'm watching this movie right now called the thin red line mm. i don't know if you ever heard of it um, i haven't seen it yet it's okay that don't waste your time no honestly you it, wouldn't wait oh okay it's okay. it's super long and dragged out i feel like they could have cut that movie in half and they would have gotten the point across fine. they would have gotten it yeah exactly but um hmm, but like it's weird because it, it has this like anti-war sentiment to it mm-hmm. but then they have all these like really like overdone like gory explosions and like it, it almost feels like they're glorifying it away so it's like you can't even really mm. decide what kind of movie you are mm. you know like american sniper um i think that's a great anti-war film but mm-hmm. like that was consistent like and like you know there was no like glorious like hey war like it was just him doing his job mercilessly shooting down people the whole time and then like all the imagery and everything like it all it all it was all like a negative depiction of war there wasn't mm-hmm. any pot like the film knew its pace the film knew its tone etc mm-hmm. right right you know all that mm. damn yeah it's some crazy shit do you have like a, do you like war movies do you have a favorite war movie mm as as awful as war is let's see there there was a, there was a movie that had um and see i'm all about camera technique like when i'm watching yeah. movies it's like story yes that's high priority but then it's like camera movements mm. audio uh sound effects green screen effect like yes. all the all the stuff kind of floats in yes, but definitely. um i'd have to say act of valor just because i um, they have this they have this first person mode camera effect that they do mm. and it's like you, it literally takes you from third person to like you're in it like you're just in it like as the soldier and you're like you can see the hand like everything hmm. and it kind of turns into like a i don't know if you played like uh um like any war video game oh, like call of duty call of duty yeah, yeah, yeah it, sure. it kind of turns you into that mode like it's it's just a different different angle that you typically don't see in movies that i like and it took some creative thought to kind of engineer how that would look yeah. you know it took some thought to to get there you know wow. yeah wow. yeah that's interesting I, I yeah i can't really you know off the top of my head i can't really think of like a first person we were actually just talking about that in class day too though like how mm. like how someone did like a first person type of i don't know i i'm kind of a, i'm kind of a <laughs> i'm kind of a film prude and i'm a little skeptical of that of that kind of shot just because i i wonder if that like kind of removes you in a way mm. but Mm. again i i'm a i'm a i'm a film prick you know i like that perspective i like the perspective and and honestly it caught my eye enough like i can watch that movie and be like wow i'm fascinated by that you know like that type of that type of angle i guess we'll call yeah. it you know like i just i've i've still haven't seen anything like it and that's what i appreciate about the art is like the originality of using it you know because you can use you know whatever but if the intentionality is there then it it leaves a mark i guess yeah that and that and that's a very valid point too um i would give someone i would give the guy who tries something artistically and fails i would give that guy more credit than the guy who falls in line and does true does what he thinks he's supposed to or whatever yeah you know yeah 100 percent. no that's that's it fuck yeah man um i don't know if you actually mentioned this do you have a favorite director favorite director oh my gosh i was just talking um uh, 
I, you know, I watch. Uh, there's a lot of directors I watch that I'm that I love, but but one that sticks out to me really that I consistently like. I just like the way he he moves and and, and his background and everything. Um, I'd have to go with, with my guy Spike Lee. Mm, just cause, I love like, Spike Lee. I love. I just like. Oh, I really God. love the perspective he gets. Just his story is just so different. It's different. You know, Hell yeah. Hell you're not yeah. gonna see it from anybody else. You know what? The I think the beautiful thing about Spike Lee is he he is one of those few directors who's really willing to look at all sides. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, he like Malcolm X, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, you know, mm-hmm. the white people who you know did all these things are awful but he's also not afraid to you know call up black people and be like hey th- these are the areas where they fucked up i'm not like saying that like i'm like overjoyed by that or anything hey. but like no i think it's i think it's good to, like, like like we said nuance yeah i think spike lee's very good with nuance yeah um black Klansman, that was a great fucking film um you know also some nuance in that mm-hmm. and uh I didn't. I couldn't finish the the uh, Defy Bloods. I couldn't finish that one. Just you didn't finish. Okay. It was really long, man. See, like, yeah. It, it, I I, I, wa- I was watching it and I was like, mm. okay, we're halfway through, and they're not even in the jungle yet. <laughs> you gotta have patience for that yeah, one. Right? <laughs> Pacing is important. Come uh, on. Man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean Spike Lee's the man. Well, and also, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's the man. But uh, but I mean. Uh, Another aspect why I love of Spike Lee is like he really did it himself. Mm-hmm. Like he is really one of those. Uh, you know, it's it's actually interesting. I wrote a paper on this um, a couple semesters ago about like how you know in this day and age we have a lot of the you know the equity Black Lives Matter type of stuff, and you'll mm. feel how you want about that. But like there is a corporate backing to that. Mm. There is a corporate interest to promote these type of films, mm-hmm. and Spike Lee he did it himself mm. like i and like in the point of the paper was like you know i was i was like look at spike lee mm. like he you know he has a lot of those same kind of messages but he did it himself mm-hmm. like you know you don't necessarily need to subscribe to the corporate political entity to you know do your thing you can do it yourself right and you know he i'm sure he faced you know numerous hardships you know doing that another mm. one uh um do the right thing that's probably the best that's probably the best example of his nuance yes you know he literally took every aspect every culture Mm. he depicted you know you know blacks against asians Mm. italians against blacks blacks against italians Mm -hmm. etc like literally Mm. the and like he literally took the structure of like the new york block Mm. and like made a film out of it Mm. it was fucking genius yeah god damn i might have to watch that again soon that's a great fucking movie it is they're like they're they're movies you can watch again and over Mm -hmm. and over again Mm because there's there's so much history in it um yeah when you get the vision from like someone who's who's lived in that history like mm. lived the history then you have like a better and clear understanding of what it is i don't know yeah what it is when you get the hollywood version it's like the hollywood version yeah but it's like exactly. when you get like i don't know someone who's i don't know different culture different energy you know you get that energy exactly well it's also amazing that he was able to act in his own films come on a- along with you know being that brilliant of a director it's insane a, yeah no that's that's real do you do you ever act or or are in front of the camera in your films 
Um, or I, I have in the past. I like I did like a short film in high school where I was like one of the main characters, but I mean that was just because I couldn't find anyone, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would if somebody wanted me to do it, I would do it. I have like in school, I've done, I've acted for people, but I really, I really do prefer to be behind the camera. The, um, you know, like uh, I take the role of director a lot. I like to be the one like saying, okay, do this, do this, do this, because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, like I'm you know maybe this is lack of self-esteem or whatever but like mm. i always believe that there's someone that can probably do the job better than me especially when it comes to acting right. um you know I, like tarantino said this like uh you know directing isn't like doing everything yourself it's mm. directing everybody to do everything mm. for you yeah. you know like it it's not like True. <clears throat> like you don't need to like know everything as a director mm-hmm. you just need to be able to hire people who know what they're doing and you just need to be able to tell them what you want them to do right that's the key right yeah man no that's that's real fuck yeah fuck yeah where um this is and this is again this is a big question that probably neither of us can answer but what do you think about like the potential of like um that kind of film scene coming to iowa coming to des moines which film scene well just like any like do you do you i mean i guess what do you think of it in general here do you think that um you know do you think maybe that we have the grid work or the layout to potentially do something great oh yeah there's there's a lot of different things happening already yeah um that involve film that are in des moines um so <laughs> yeah it, it's growing it's it's des moines is is, is small you know like yeah two hundred thousand people compared to a million people in la like it's just it's growing you know and i think once it hits a certain point then you know film is always going to be happening there's a lot of good staples of in in film that are that are here in des moines um yeah people creating businesses that have traveled to la and new york Mm -hmm. and all these different places um and then have brought the craft back with them i feel like so many people are doing that now that you know des moines is now becoming this art capital this art space where yeah it's kind of yeah. central to everybody it's cool yeah man. Um, so yeah I, I think i mean des moines it's you know it's gonna be something one day yeah i feel like it already is really it's kind of yeah. a little you know a metro zone for everything sure but you know people forget la was a small town once too mm-hmm. you yeah. know it was just like des moines and look where it is now I right mean, now it's a shithole but <laughs> <laughs> hey i mean i i mean la you, yeah you, you fuck with la or um i like going out there um i'm a palm tree person you know i can okay. i like to meditate and you know be under the palm trees and stuff like that mm. you know like I, that's kind of my vibe but um outside of all that um no la there's a lot of things happening in la that um so i don't i don't have time to mention right now but <laughs> there's just a lot going on there's a lot yeah. going on yeah um uh I've, I've encountered a few different people recently who uh they went out did the trek in la and now they're coming back like and they're the kind of people that you would think would love la mm-hmm. and they're just like i can't it's miserable here you know the people are miserable etc mm. etc i i and you know and being being in film mm-hmm. you still hear all these people hey you gonna move out to la i'm like <laughs> I don't want to do. I really. I don't want to hey. do either of the coasts, man. Yeah. I would maybe consider like something like Georgia or Austin or something like that mm-hmm. if the opportunity arose. But like honestly, I. I. Maybe it's naive, but I really do like Des Moines. I really do think yeah. that like, 
you know, I think when people think of Des Moines, they don't think of it in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I think if you really want to, if you want to look at, like, that's how you have to look at it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to look at it in, like, the, oh, in, like, two, three years, like, yeah, then, yeah, go move to Austin or go move to wherever. Then hey. that's probably your better venue. Austin's an up-and-coming up city, too. Yeah. Denver, I, I do think oh, about yeah. Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, LA, it, yeah, it's it, it's a beautiful coastal city, you know, like, area you can go to visit for a little bit, but then, you know, Des Moines coming back home is kind of mm. like the, yeah. Well, that's also the advantage of living here, right? Is, like, um you know you have more flexibility to do that when you live somewhere that's cheaper yeah i mean true the people in la i highly doubt um they're making travel plans to <laughs> i hope know. they do i hope they do yeah me you too know. me too i'm sure there are pri- but everything's pricey in la <laughs> dude i remember i remember i was there in 2013 mm. and uh we went to disneyland and like the burgers mm. were like 20 dollars a pop I'm like holy shit Ooh. who pays for that man people, people do. be doing that yeah <laughs> yeah the price on everything go even the yeah it's everything's like that yeah but like hey i got like my sister lives out in san diego and she says she loves it um, yeah you know she's she also lives in the house with 14 other people so. <laughs> you know you gotta do what you gotta do you know exactly. you gotta do what you gotta do and, and look like if if you are that kind of person then yeah it's probably it's like it's good for that mm-hmm. like it, you know new york i mean it's getting really, really, really bad now. But like, you know, have there's you been some... there lately? I've never been to New York. Okay, okay. I recommend it. I recommend it. You do? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's 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 definitely a place where there's a lot of people, you know. Yeah. But um, no. If you haven't experienced New York yet, you have to go. <laughs> I do want to. I you have to go. Yeah, I would go to New York. Um, way before LA for sure. Well, I haven't been to LA. I guess I went. Yeah, like I said, I went there. You've been to LA? No, I have been. Oh, you have? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, granted, it was a. Um, <laughs> it's actually a funny story. Um, so I, I was in marching band. Yeah. Um, and our school got the chance to go to um, the Rose Bowl. We to march in the Rose Bowl parade, mm. and uh, we were we were the Dutch. Mm. So we marched in wooden shoes, and uh, that is a five and a half hour. Or not five and a half, five and a half mile <coughs> trek where you have to march and do your whole do, 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 Yeah. Know? Um so we get there. <laughs> we get there. And oh, I played two I played two by the time. Yeah. Um I take my tuba out and like is so like the bus drops us off. We take our we take our instruments out of our cases, put our instruments, you know, cases back in, bus leaves. Yeah. I realize that I do not have a mouthpiece. So <laughs> I <laughs> So this trip, this moment that we've been building for like years, yeah. I'm at this moment. I cannot play. <laughs> I am not able to play. Oh, wow. I I offered to, I offered to pay mm. one of the people, other people playing tuba. I was like, I will pay you money mm. to give me your mouthpiece so I can play. And the leader would not let me do it. Fucking, oh, ass, fucking asshole. No, I'm kidding. I love him. Uh, but yeah. So I so obviously this is traumatic. Everyone around me, I'm just sitting there like. Mm. you know <laughs> not even playing you're not even oh. yeah i was so i was so distraught we uh we all got in and out burger afterwards oh yeah you know and everybody's like out of the bus like yeah like oh we did this mm. i'm sitting in the back of the bus alone <laughs> sadly eating my burger just like i want to kill myself <laughs> damn i feel it so that was my that was my experience in California. One one other thing we actually did do that was cool. We actually marched in Disneyland. 
Okay. That I actually did play for that. That was really cool. So, so like, you played in Disneyland. Like mm-hmm. you marched and yep, played. We and- we went behind the scenes. Like I got to see all the behind the scenes studio stuff. Oh, y'all were lit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Honestly, kind of shitty. Like it wasn't that good. <laughs> well, well, just like the behind the scenes, you can like you know they put all their effort into the thing, and then yeah. you go back, and it's like everything's like dirty and run down, and like mm. yeah, it's mm. really not all that. It's not what you yeah yeah. Well, because they're they're like really strict. Obviously, they're really st- even back then. They were like you cannot record, or they will kick you out in Disneyland. Yeah, damn. Like, you will like they will take your phone and you will leave that type of shit yeah yeah that's crazy i used to live 10 minutes away from disneyland oh really uh, okay it's like it's it's like anaheim is that where it's in uh i'm not sure i used to live in tustin anyway um you're talking about in california right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah okay yep yep um no that's crazy see i don't remember them being like that they they probably were like that with y'all because y'all were so lit on the on the marching shit like they're probably like hey don't take pictures of him we we're selling those photos at our booth you know we need people yeah. to buy those you but know? but you but you didn't go behind the scenes though did you like um, in the, like that's what i'm talking about like we're like like behind all the amusement parks and whatever like where the employees or whatever are that's where we were at. that's where y'all were at but that, that was the part pictures. That, okay yeah that was okay. the part we could take pictures of got you yeah okay see we we didn't even get that far we were yeah. just riding the rides, just having a good time. You know? <laughs> so, damn, y'all are elite. Yeah. Well, I mean that. <laughs> what, how elite. old were you when that happened? Uh, would have been seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah, that was your junior. first? Was that your first time in California? Mm-hmm. First right. and only time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been back since. I've just. I mean. <laughs> Wait. Why not? Why have you? you just been? too expensive. Yeah. Too expensive, and I just I haven't had the time you know yeah um, yeah my everything i remembered from california was just being so expensive and like you know it's kind of sad looking back like because we're you know we're all these like small town white kids right and like there would be like the, you would like see a guy like taking a shit on the sidewalk and everybody would like laugh like they thought that was hilarious yeah and like i i don't maybe i laughed then i don't know but like in hindsight you're kind of like wow we were all like a bunch of really shitty like yeah. <laughs> a bunch of really shitty kids just like yeah LA, we're going to LA. yeah 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 well Sue, honestly if you go back honestly you, you might get treated differently because you're yeah. a film you know like you might get treated mm. with with different respect i don't know hmm. interesting i'd recommend going back just because every time i go back it's i i get greeted with love yeah you know i do want to i mean i'm not gonna you know i I've been in and out of college. I've never really had like a path where like I'm making a lot of money. You know, I'm always working shit jobs. You know, so I've just I've never really. Every time I travel, it's like usually in the Midwest. Okay. Know? So I've just I've never, I've never like wanted to be like okay, <clears throat> like here's a grand and I'm gonna go do mm-hmm. a trip or whatever. Like I've just never had that. Mm. I'm always kind of scraping by when I'm going on trips and shit. So, okay. I mean that's just my reality. I don't know. Okay. Cool. No, that that's good to know because um. Um, so when I have my that company, capital, yeah. my company's hiring. So if you, oh. if you, yeah, oh. yeah. So I mean, that's just something we can talk about at a different yes, point. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that that was yeah, yeah. We can talk about that. Hell yeah, but, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to like be like Oliver Twist or anything, but I mean, I, I think it's just how it is for most people. You know, yeah. most people that live around here. It's like, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't want to spend however much like the the risk and also i i have i have a really weird time traveling i like mm-hmm. i get a lot of traveling anxiety like 
Um, I'm like someone who just, I, you know, I like being here, being in my own, you know, mode or whatever. Even if it's like a day trip, I'm like getting mm. really antsy and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if I, like if I don't have weed, I'll like be like, uh, like freaking. Uh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I got to ask you this then. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. are you like, is this, this is kind of like, like as far as video work on your end, mm-hmm. outside of the podcast, what do you, what do you focus on? So it's funny you ask that because I'm kind of at a crossroads in life. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Um, because as I'm finishing up the, the whole degree, this podcast is, has been growing. I mean, obviously, I'm not at any crazy numbers. But, like, the, the growth this last month alone has been, I mean, it's doubled mm. in the last month. I mean, so that's a trajectory. You know what I mean? So it's mm. worth focusing on. You know, also, I think when... You know, when I'm able to quit the shit job and I'm able to maybe focus on two things, it might be better. But yeah, I am kind of at that crossroads where it's like, okay, do I do, do I do something that I'm passionate about, like this podcast and that like I could work or do I do something else that's also, that I'm also passionate about, but like maybe I don't have as much of a footing in, Mm. you know Mm. what I mean? Because like I've done plenty of my own personal projects, but like my experience of like working with teams or whatever is limited. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, that's anxiety inducing in itself, you know, I'm sure as you understand. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I would say that I'm just at, I'm just at a crossroads. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm, you know, these next four months, I'm going to figure it out somehow. So. Yes. Yes. No, that's, I feel that. That's yeah. the artist grind. Yeah. The journey of life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. For sure. Fuck. Eli, we've been going for a little over an hour here um it's been a hell of a time uh is there anything else you want to plug mention before we maybe wrap this up shoot um are we doing social media like can i yeah 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 go for it are we is that say whatever man like okay cool um well y'all y'all um thank you for watching this if y'all want to um see more on what's next or anything that i'm doing um you can go to my website at um elive e-l-i-v-e um hyphen uh pro no i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> that's not correct i'm sorry we're gonna do elive e-l-i-v-e l-l-c dot com that is the original website um and you can find all the photography videography podcast stuff uh what's next dsm um we've got a lot of stuff coming too for 2023 just got back from las vegas which was cool uh, we were at the ces event uh with my guy sir john and Aramis. they have a um a tech company where they um they infuse um alexa and uh boom boxes together so it's like a connect it's really genius it's huh. it's genius um so we just got back from there we've been talking to so many different um tech gurus and masters at the game um yeah just being able to experience that was was life-changing so uh we have a we have an invitation to come back next year Mm. i was able to go film the whole the whole trip so um it was beautiful um but yeah so you can find all that on the website uh you can also find me on instagram um at book underscore of underscore eli underscore underscore yeah and then my business one which is just elive llc um, so well, we'll put all those in the description also so people can just click that directly and take that's you right love. there that's love bro but yeah those two main mainly um i like to keep it simple 
Hell yeah. Same. Eli, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. Likewise. Been great to, well, reconnect with you, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, I hope we I hope we can do this again and keep doing this. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, guys, every Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m., you know the drill. Um, we got a website, macaustars.com. Uh, also, we have a Patreon where you can subscribe to our exclusive content. You can also donate at our website. We highly encourage that. And yeah, have a good night, everybody. Peace.